You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another amazing edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Behrens, where I've said this before. I'll say it again and keep saying it. Thanks for listening. I have one goal. You as a dental professional, keep showing up because I'm going to bring you the coolest people in dentistry ever that are great thinkers, life changers, world changers to improve your thinking so you can improve your practice and improve your life. So let's make a deal. You keep showing up, I'll keep bringing it. Deal. And today we're going to do just that with one of the most amazing influencers in dentistry. Her name is Katrina Sanders. If you haven't seen her yet, you need to see her. She is not only changing dentistry, but she's changing the world. And if you listen to this episode, you're going to see exactly why. And you're going to hear about her why behind what she created, which is the wine genist. And it is awesome. So check it out. I know you'll enjoy it. And we'll see you soon. guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You're in for a good one today. I mean a great one because you know how this works. I just love hanging around with great thinkers, great speakers, great influencers, and passing along the information to you so you can create a better practice and a better life. And there's a rock star in the house. She's in the house. Her name is Katrina Sanders. And today we're going to be talking about the why behind the wine genist. Now, you got to listen to this because not only is she crazy brilliant, I don't know what she's talking about half the time. Like, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I got to go back and watch the videos later. I'm like, what the heck was she talking about? Like, but that that's brilliant. But she's also a fun educator. She keeps people engaged. And she also has this whole wine business, which we're going to be talking about. So Katrina, thanks for being on. Oh my gosh. Thank you as always for having me. I'm so excited. Anytime I get to hop on the microphone with you is a fabulous day. So thank you so much. I'm glad You're to be so here. kind. You have no idea what we're going to be talking oh. about, the questions I'm going to ask, and oh, you can save wait. your compliments to later. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is awesome. So 
Today we're going to be talking, like you've got some really cool things on the horizon. We're going to be talking about the state of perio and hygiene in the world and uh, what you could do as a dentist. You know, if you're listening, like Katrina and I were talking about this, like there's a whole new thing going on in the world. You know, now that people are not working from home and they've got this commute, they like having somebody else in the car with them. And so I'll just tell you, we're here hanging out with you. So if you're listening to us on the drive, you know, pay attention to the road. We'll keep you focused. But like our hope is that we create a level of value for you that when you go to your office, you know, your practice, you're like improving things. And uh, by osmosis, your thinking is going to improve everybody else's thinking. So Katrina, let's start here though. I want people to know who you are. Like I know who you are. Our followers know who you are, but who is Katrina Sanders? Oh my gosh. So, well, I think the most important thing is that Katrina Sanders hails from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I mean, come on. Um, So I'm from Milwaukee. I've been, uh, I went to dental hygiene school at the University of Minnesota and then moved down here to sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where I've been practicing for the past 15 years, which just is like crazy to me. I feel like I just graduated yesterday. And, you know, it's interesting as you were saying your intro um, and talking about, you know, perio numbers and, you know, doing, doing the right thing for our patients and some of the changes that we're seeing in the patient population now in this post endemic, we're calling it an endemic now, this post endemic world that we're in, you know, it just, it took me back to when I had been practicing and I started to feel that burnout. Mm-hmm. And I think that burnout is just, it's so real. It's hard because we graduate from dental and dental hygiene school and we are so excited about the profession. I think we're also super excited to like get our first paycheck after dental and dental sure. hygiene school, right? You know, um, and as we move from what we learned in school, which is the way you're quote unquote supposed to do it into this concept around the quote unquote real world something happens along the way, this, uh, so to speak, aging process of what it is that we're doing as professionals. And I don't know, I just, I feel like we struggle in dentistry with this burnout, this, how do you show up every day, despite the compassion fatigue, the no offense, but I hate you of the patients that sit down and the insurance companies that are declining our treatment modalities and just every, you know, marketing strategies to bring in new patients and trying to schmooze the patients you have. And, oh, this crown doesn't fit. All these things that you have to deal with as a, as a provider, as, as a, um, you know, individual in the dental practice. And so it reminds me of really where the start of being a dental wine genist came for me. And that was, uh, I, I continually found throughout my clinical practice that the days when I could connect back to my why, my passion, the the thing that really drove me to dentistry and the thing that continues to keep me moving in dentistry, that I had to focus on that why. I I had to release those frustrating patient experiences and I had to release those insurance companies that are just going to make my life, uh, you know, frustrating. And I had to go back to that why. Right. Now, let me ask you this because this is interesting because I love the whole conversation around the why. We are not saying that when you're frustrated, drink wine, okay? (laughs) That that is not (laughs) at all what we're saying. That is not what we're saying. Now, I will tell you, there are times that that helps, but there's a certain point where too much of it. (laughs) But I'm I'm fascinated by this. I want you to go back to this. Like, you do not impress me as somebody who experiences burnout. Now, again, you might be in a different part of your career. But like when I experience you speaking, teaching, like you're on fire, 
You know, like you're excited. What was, what led to the burnout? Like, was it, was it just like, like, because I think burnout is really real, but I don't know that it's all physical. I think it's a combination of a whole bunch of, what, what was it for you? Oh my gosh. I, that's, I, that's such a powerful question. And, and I think the burnout for me, and I don't think I'm alone in this is that I want to wake up every day. My practice philosophy is I treat every patient in my chair, like a member of my family mm-hmm. that I like. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right. <laughs> member of my family that I like. Right. And that's, that's important because Um, as many of you might know my story, um, my mom in 2018, suddenly, tragically and unexpectedly passed away from an airway obstructive disorder. Um, and two years after that, my dad, uh, tragically, uh, I mean, just within 36 hours became septic from pneumonia, uh, and died and, and they both were healthy people. They both, you know, before they collapsed in the same spot in the kitchen, they both were, you know, living their lives, walking the dog, going grocery shopping, living healthy people lives. And so in all of that, when I now sit and I look at a patient sitting in my chair, I see my mom and I see my dad and I think about what is it that I would have wanted a provider to do for my mom or my dad? And I I want to continue to carry that every hour on the hour, every patient I interact with. And yet I, I do get patients that are afraid to sit in my chair. They see the needle and they start to panic. I do get questions about, does my insurance cover this? And so that layer upon layer over time, it makes it hard for me to um, continue to go back to that. But I'm going to treat you like my mom, or I'm going to treat you like my dad, somebody I care about, somebody who I know is deserving. All of my patients are deserving right. of my top level of care, but that's, it's hard to renew that energy over right. and over and over again when you've got these energy vampires that are kind of pulling you out of that. And so as a provider, that's where I began to feel the burnout. Yeah. And I'll, I'll share a little secret with you. I got a secret with you and all the listeners, I guess. Um, I started to feel that burnout again as a speaker. Really? Whoa, 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 yes. whoa. Okay. Yes. That's very real. Yes. Yeah. Tell it me. is very real. And it's, uh, it's a bit uncomfortable even sharing it, but I, I, I did feel that as a speaker that, um, you know, I am on airplanes and I'm racking up the frequent flyer miles and I'm a big deal with Hilton Honors and Bonvoy and World of Hyatt. And it may look on social media like I'm living this beautiful whirlwind life of going all these places, but it it is very fatiguing. Right. Just as you would imagine standing in front of a patient every hour on the hour and trying to talk to them about brushing and flossing and doing the right thing and please come back in and please don't drink soda and get, you know, healthy nutritional dense, you know, vegetables and low glycemic index foods and please do these things. And then they come back six months later and mm-hmm. you have to renew that energy and and being a speaker, being a consultant. Um, you know, being in the limelight, that renewable energy is even more critical. And I started to feel that fatigue, which I think is where I am so excited about what it is for me that has created that renewable energy. It is for me that connection back to a deeper rooted why. You see, I thought that my why was that I wanted to treat every patient in my chair like a member of my family. And I I do. 
But after mom and dad passed, my why became stronger and it became deeper. It became about legacy and it became about impact. Whoa. Now you're opening up a whole can of worms here. Now I'm going to throw some curveballs at you because Dr. Kevin Growth, if you're listening, he gave me this one. And this hit me. Like he said, I think Simon Sinek's got it wrong. And I go, wait a minute. That's one of the oh. most. Yeah. He said oh my like, gosh. Yeah. So hold on to your hat for this one. He's like, the circles are real, but he's missing a circle. And I'm like, what circle is that? He goes, there should be one more circle in the middle. The why, the how, the what. Yeah, that's true. But I think first you got to figure out who. Like once you Mm. figure out who, now I'm going to get all cliche on you and listeners stay with me. But like I say this to my kids too. I think as as a speaker, I've experienced burnout many times. And that's very real. Like there are times where you're like, okay. And first time, I'll just tell you, I was speaking in San Diego. And I won't tell you for what meaning, but I said yes. I said yes a lot early on. And Sarah, thank you for being so patient with me. But you say yes to things that you know you shouldn't say yes to. And so one of them is speaking Sunday morning at a big meeting. And I'm like, this is a huge meeting. Honey, I, this is a huge me. This is my this is my chance. Well, I walk in this room. There's a thousand chairs in the room. There were like eleven people that showed up. Oh my gosh! Because it's Sunday and it's Sunday, and I was like, and I'm my wife was so mad, and I remember getting on a plane, flying back, and I was like, okay, listen. I got to choose who I want to be because on the road, and I'm not saying this in a negative, well, maybe I am. Like there are people that like being famous in the dental world. That is not my game. I could care less. If you know my name, I want to provide some value. I want to have some fun. I want to get the room rocking. And I'm on the first flight out. Like I love the lectures. Oh my gosh. People are like, yeah, you're going to stay till Saturday. I'm like, hell no. No, like, I'm out of here. Peace. I got, dude, I got a late night flight. I'll be back in my own bed. <laughs> people go, oh, we're going to do eight to five with a lunch. I go, no, let's do eight to one without a lunch. You're going to save money for your study club. I got a car waiting. I'm getting the hell out of here and we're going to have right. a great time. Now, so mm-hmm. let me go back to, so that's one piece of it. I think when you're not, when your actions aren't congruent with who you are, you're just going to experience fatigue. And, you know, I love being married. I love having kids. I do not care like about like dental fame. Like that's just not yeah. like, that's a, that's a terrible route. Um, but then yeah. second thing, like go back to the calling. I think what's really cool about you specifically you is like that circle and Kevin, we're going to use your name. I think you're figuring out who you are and your why is just getting stronger. Oh, like, and I, I'm an outside observer. Now, would you, yeah. you, you can totally like take my whole theory and just throw it out the window and go, no, oh, yeah, no, 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 you know, that is totally spot on. It's totally, and I, I think what's so cool about that concept is that your why allows you to continue to strengthen what that who is right. Because it's interesting. You say this, my family, they laugh at me because I say that I am an extroverted introvert and my family is like, no, you're not. They all laugh at me. They're like, wait, no, wait, say I, that I, again. Extroverted introvert. I'm an you extroverted introvert, right? Okay. So the, the concept being, you know, I, I grew up as a theater kid. I was in the marching band. Marching band maybe isn't a great part of this argument, but you know, I was out there. I was, at, that's a podcast right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> what instrument did Katrina play in the marching right. band? Uh, but you know, I, I was on, you know, public speaking debate forensics, you know, I, I was in the limelight. Um, you know, I was the very charismatic, you know, front row, um, you know, front in the camera, you know, all of these, uh, things growing up. And yet 
as an adult, I'm finding that I am more introverted. Mm. And the idea being your introvert or your extrovertness is where do you get your energy from? Right. And for me, it's like, I, I love, you know, connecting with people like you, Kirk, where, you know, we, we have a great time and we're, you know, bouncing energy back and forth. But again, when you think about, th- think about patience, patients can be energy vampires. They can yeah. drain you. And if you're doing that every hour on the hour, throughout the hour, don't you get to the end of your clinical day? I'm talking to the clinicians out there, you know, office managers listening. Don't you get to the end of your day and you get home and you're just like, nobody talked to me for like an hour. Like I just, right. I, I can't, even if I love being around people, I just can't. Okay. Right? Stop right there because now you're opening up a huge can of worms because <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys as listeners to go back and listen to the previous episode I did with Katrina, because I'm going to throw one more loop at you. What I'm a listener. I'm a hygienist. I'm like Katrina. I'm totally picking up what you're putting down, but like, how do I fix that? Like it's every day yes. and it's a values thing. Like I think values reduce the energy suck. They reduce yeah. the energy dream because if you're talking to people, if your practice has made a consistent commitment internally and externally, like we're just going to do values-based work. Like we want people in the chair that at least care about seeing it's at least a little bit more enjoyable. Would you agree? But your biggest yeah. pain comes yes. from somebody who's not, not, we're not jiving. Like I'm trying to that's help right. this tooth that's wiggling. That is yeah. not <laughs> and good. Not working out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's interesting that you say that. So, um, I, for those of you who follow me on social media, I'm, I am a little bit of a hippy dippy. Like I love my crystals and I follow the, you know, if it's like a moon cycle, like the other day I told my, my boyfriend, I'm like, babe, we're entering Leo season. Like it's going to be a big deal. You know, got a journal quite a bit about this. So I work with a breathwork coach and she, asked me one time, she said, where do you get your energy from? How do you go from city to city and you show up and you're exhausted? Your body is in Pacific coast time, but you're on the East coast. So when you have to speak at 8 a.m. in, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina, that's 5 a.m. your body clock time. You just got in, you know, you're sleeping in a terrible hotel bed. They have terrible pillows. It's, you know, you're, you're just, you're not feeling yourself. And how do you continue to sustain that delivering a full day program, smiling to the participants afterwards, you know, hearing all their stories posting Instagram photos with hey, how do you do that? And I said to her, I, I don't know. And this is what she said to me. It was so powerful. And this really, this changed how I started to function in 2022. She said to me, your work has to be a renewable source of energy for you. Mm. You, you have to find that. And so I went on this really uh, powerful journey where I, I had to really reflect on what is it that I can look to my work to expect that work to fuel me? And for all of us, it's different. To your point, it's a value-based system, right? It's what is your value? What what matters to you in your work? And, And for me, this is, I had to go back to Katrina and hygiene school. What did she want? Why did she decide to do dental hygiene? And as she's continued to evolve in this career, what does that mean now? Right. For me... That was being able to give back legacy and impact. Love it. And so when I started to dive into that, I started to acknowledge that if I could put myself into a space where I was able to be a spectator in the legacy, the impact, and being able to give back, that I would be able to create this renewable 
energy. Now, everybody's got a different motivator. So, you know, I'll, I'll challenge the listeners. Um, one of my favorite uh, personality tests to take to identify what your motivator is, is the Enneagram. Wait, what is See, that? Enneagram. I've taken them all. I've so, not heard of that one. Oh my gosh. So the, well, the Enneagram is like the new thing the millennials are doing these days. It's got nine different um, archetypes within the Enneagram. And within the Enneagram itself, you take a test and it tells you, this is what motivates you. This is your driver. And it says, because this is your motivator, these are your fears. So for example, uh, I'm in Enneagram three. Enneagram three is the achiever. That is okay. like, that is my PSA resistance. I want achievement. I want achievement over money. I want achievement over fame. I want, I whatever it is, I want to be an achiever. And my fear is failure. My fear mm. is, you know, um, people seeing me as less than successful. So imagine what a toxic relationship that is when I'm here in the limelight, I'm on social media and I'm traveling around, right? And everybody is seeing this Enneagram three achiever. Um, so when you take a look at what those motivators are, I had to dive a bit deeper. What is it that I really wanted to achieve? It really Love wasn't that. about success. I wanted to achieve legacy. I wanted to achieve impact. I love that. So spell Enneagram. How do you spell it? Like E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Enneagram. Okay. I'm going to take it. And they have it. like free tests. Yes. I can't wait and for we're you to take compare. it. We're going to pair. Yes. So, so you guys, good. if you're listening, check it out. So we'll do a comparison episode. Now, Please do. I, I'm going to piggyback on what you said, because I agree. If you're listening to this and you're, you want to figure out who you are, that is not an easy journey. And it was a horrible journey for me because I'll tell you, I was, I would give you a long sentence on my who and why, like long, long. And I think what you've done is you've simplified it. You want to give back legacy impact. Like that's powerful yeah. to simplify your journey. For me, I'm going to do the Enneagram, but like Colby, K-O-L-B-E was my big test. And so that test for me told me what I was great at and what I sucked at. And I was terrible at figuring out either one of them. And so what I did was I took the test and there's an element called quick. It's only four different areas, but one of them is called the quick start. And so I would either score a nine or a 10 on that, which means I like ideas. I like, you know, I can get mm -hmm. things started. What I'm the worst at the, in the world, like the guy who read the test, he's like, dude, you're the worst in the world. And I'm like, wait, 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 are you sure in the world? He's like, I'm pretty sure I've been doing this a long time. This is the lowest score I've ever seen. I'm like, well, at least I'm first at something <laughs> there is, you go. is follow through. Like he's like, he's like uh, follow through is the, you should never like ever <laughs> chew gum and walk or even say you're going to do something. Cause it never happens. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're like, you're like, are you a fortune teller? Like, are you a, like, you're, how do you know have, me? Have you been Did you watching talk to my wife? <laughs> and he said, you need to spend your life, you know, creating ideas, getting things started. And you need a art, an army of people that they oh just, <laughs> they just like getting stuff done. So I can't pull this. It's actually glued to the wall. I have a, I have a picture, a framed picture on my wall. My team gave me, it's a pig pen from from peanuts. Oh, sure. So I just leave clouds of dust everywhere, you know? Yeah. So so Christina and Barrett on my team, they've taken the test. And of course, what are they super high on? They're good in implementation and, and follow through. through. They're and, like yeah, the best yeah. in the planet. So like when we sure. talk, you know, it's awesome. Now that's not the end all, but like, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. You got to figure out who you are so you can start to build both of those circles. Now you got to go into this. Yeah. I want you to keep going. You got to ex explain the wine genist 
like how that materialized. Yes. Okay. Cause oh you, gosh. you didn't just pick wine. You didn't just drink wine. You've you're an expert at wine. That, well, thank you. I, I, so it's so funny because a lot of people, of course, think when they see the wine genus that I'm just like some ginger that drinks wine in her kitchen by herself. And that's true. I do sometimes. Um, but also I am a level one sommelier. Wine, in in my opinion, chose me. It, it became this beautiful, um, it almost kismet, just how this scaffolding of events happened. I, um, I started to feel a bit burnt out with clinical uh, work, and I wanted to step into education. I was a faculty member for many years, and I began burnt out uh, in teaching as well. I loved teaching, but I really struggled as a faculty member. It was um, very much, um, you know, waning on my compassion, fatigue, et cetera. And so I started uh, delivering programmatic content out of a local wine bar down in Old Town Scottsdale. Whoa. I wanted to be able to teach. Isn't that weird? That's I wanted awesome. to be able to teach. I wanted to be able to serve. I wanted to educate but I wanted to do it on my own terms. I wanted to do it in my own way. And I have this um, provocative uh, brain and I have these provocative thoughts that I think need to be said in order to move our profession forward. Yeah. There it is, the impact, the legacy, right? That well, I want to be able to thread that through. I'm going to pause you right there because if you've ever watched Katrina speak, like it is edgy. You're like, whoa, that's kind of <laughs> controversial, but I like how you, you just say it. You just put it yes. out there, but you also have the research to back it. So that's like, right. that's, that's powerful. Right. Now I got to ask Thank you this. You. I have so many questions. What the heck is a level one sommelier? Is there, are there, le sommelier. I don't know anything. What yeah. is it? So, um, so be, to become a sommelier, you, there are two major groups. There's WSET and then the court of master sommeliers. Court of master sommeliers is a bit more of the prestigious, um, you know, they are kind of the traditionalists. So I'm a level one with the court of master sommeliers. There are four levels. The fourth level is your master som, of which there are only a couple hundred in the world. Wow. Um, you really, you have to completely like dedicate your life for over a decade to just tasting wine and knowing every flavor of soil in the world. I mean, it, it is a pretty intense piece, but um, to get a level one sommelier is really wonderful. You uh, learn a lot about the didactics. You learn a lot about hosting tastings and you do blind tastings as well. And, you know, I found this to be a neat departure from the heavy science of what we learn in dentistry, but also it was kind of piquing my curious brain. Yeah. Um, so I was studying for my sum and I stumbled upon this random journal. And it was a guided journal that um, I purchased because I wanted to figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up, as we all are, right? Um, and so I thought, okay, what do I want to do? And th this, this journal asked a prompt. And so, I, you know, for those of you listening, um, if you're interested in this, I, write this down, don't, you know, pull over and, you know, put it in your notes. Um, but the, the journal prompt asked me, if you could do whatever you wanted for the rest of your life and money was no object, what would you do? Yeah. Now you have to do it within reason. So okay. most people initially would say, well, I would just, you know, hang out on the beach and drink cocktails all day. Well, that gets boring after a week or two, right? We are, if you're a purpose-driven human, after two weeks of doing that, you need to get back to something where you are seeing the impact of your life and your work on our community. For sure. So what would you actually do with your life? Money is no object. What would you do? And I wrote, I would drink wine, talk about dentistry and save homeless animals. That's what I wrote. That's awesome. 
<laughs> now that's a pretty so unique combo. Like that's right. like, who puts those together? You I'm going to put I mean? my marketing hat on, you know, like Katrina, you know, we've been doing marketing a long time. That's a very unique purpose, it's you know, weird. core purpose statement right there. <laughs> that's that we can brand. And I'm pretty sure if I do a trademark search, nobody's done that yet. That's right. Yep. But uh, so, so loop that in with those three things to the wine store in Old Town Scottsdale. Is that what you put yes. together at that time? So, so that's what I started to do was I started to build out programmatic content where I was speaking about dentistry. I was serving wine and the wine that I was serving is from this tasting room in Old Town Scottsdale. Lisa Strait is my winemaker with Eridus. Um, shout out to Scott and Lisa. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to donate portions of my proceeds to nonprofit pet rescues in the area. It turns out when you tell people, hey, proceeds are actually going to go and help, you know, homeless critters, people are 100% on board. And I was doing that in a small scale because I had to grow and I had to figure out where it was that I was going. And that's when it really hit me that I was playing small. I was playing small and I needed, I, I really needed to take what it is that I was doing and go big or go home. Right. So like, so, but what, in what fashion, like dent, like dental education specifically or wine education or a little bit of both? Like, uh, it, it just, it was, I felt like I was making an impact okay. and I felt like people were watching what I was doing and they were impressed by it. Right. But with the exception of me hosting an event where I'm serving wine, it wasn't really different from other meetings where other people were hosting events and serving wine. It didn't set me apart. And it really felt like I needed to take that next big leap. And so like you do, you take the next big leap, right? So my next big leap was I'm going to start my own line of wines. Whoa. And And of course everyone you now, listen, (laughs) I want to pause you right there. Whenever you come up with a BHAG, a big, hairy audition skill, the first thing that happens, you guys, listen to this. 30 people come up to you and go, you're never going to make it. Oh, right. 100%. It's, it's, it's yep. a cutthroat. Wine is a cutthroat business. There's like, mm-hmm. So did that happen to you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And literally along the way of designing these wines and the labels and getting the glass shipped and all of it, like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I will say it's interesting. Um, it, it's just the way it all had to happen. We, so I selected my wines. Mm-hmm. I uh, designed a white blend uh, with uh, my winemaker, Lisa, and a red blend. And I designed these beautiful labels and they absolutely look incredible. And I'm so excited to be able to launch this. And then I went overseas. I went to Africa. And I did that because, remember, my renewable energy has to come from a space of legacy and impact. So I had met a dentist. Her name is Dr. Kim Harms. And Dr. Harms, uh, through a series of tragedies in her life, found herself in Rwanda several years ago. Now, for those of you that uh, understand uh, historically what happened in Rwanda in 1994, the genocide occurred between the uh, Tutsi and Hutu people. Um, There were mass slaughterings that occurred over a three-month period. About over a million um, Rwandans uh, died. And what happened from that was anybody who was educated, 
anybody who could serve the community, think doctors, librarians, nurses, attorneys, dentists, anybody of status and education in that community was slaughtered. Buildings, uh, educational buildings, libraries, anything that could help the Rwandan people to thrive was burnt to the ground. And so this was a country that had to rebuild. And by that, I mean, uh, I'm 37. The average age of a person in Rwanda, I believe currently is 34 years old. Wow. There are there are no old people there are no elderly people they were all slaughtered. The the people the the youth at that time had to figure out how to rebuild and they did it and they're still doing it. And so <clears throat> I met Kim Harms. Um, remember I had experienced tragedy and losing mom and losing dad and I saw Dr. Harms speaking at a dental conference about going to Rwanda and about how Rwanda helped repair her heart from tragedy and I said to her I'm coming with you. And she just collapsed in my arms and she's like, oh, I can't believe that you want to go. Absolutely. I mean, she was beside herself. And I said, I'm coming and my family is coming and we're going to go and we're going to support, we're going to serve. So I'm now fast forward. Here we are, right? Uh, I'm, I'm building this beautiful wine brand. I've got my winemaker. I'm trying to get glass shipped. I'm trying to do all these things. And I literally walk away from all of that. And I, I fly to Africa. This is about a month ago, went to Africa in Rwanda. Um, I met Dr. Thomas Lee, who is a, an American trained dentist. Uh, he retired and he and his wife, Lita moved to Rwanda and Dr. Lee, uh, launched a nonprofit organization called his hands on Africa where he does all, you know, volunteer dental work, Um, you know, the amount of disease in this country, if you can imagine, they just graduated the third cohort of dentists in that country. Again, they're still rebuilding and it's an underdeveloped country. It is, you know, it certainly doesn't have the industrialization that we do in the States. And so they are still very much needing this work, this care from us. And so I went there, I brought my scrubs, I brought my loops, we did sealants, we extracted diseased teeth. Um, you know, my boyfriend Dale played soccer with the kids in the schools. We saw the desolation, we saw the hunger, we saw the need, we saw the beauty of just the the giving, the 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 welcome that we felt from this community was unbelievable. And perhaps the most beautiful part of our trip was we dedicated a memorial library in mom and dad's name in a small village outside of Kigali. Um, so we we went and we had, you know, thousands of books shipped and we went to visit mom and dad's library. And Kirk, I can't even describe the, the, welcome that we received. The hundreds of children at the school were all lined up in front of the school and they were cheering for us as we arrived. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And they had a whole performance. They had, uh, they sang the uh, Rwandan national anthem and they had traditional dancers and a drummer and singers and a parade. They made us lunch. We had lunch with the faculty and they said to us, you know, this is really great. And we're very grateful to have all of these books. We, we, you know, toured the shelves with all of the books and we saw all of them. And they said, but the problem is that all of these shelves are just in a classroom and we have to use this classroom, dirt floors. We have to use this classroom to teach students. We need a building. Mm. And like an idiot, I just blurted out, 
we'll pay for it. Whatever you need, we'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> My sister's looking at me like, oh, what are you doing? And so from there, it was like, okay, so this is what I need to do. We're launching this line of wines. I turned to my boyfriend. I said, we're launching this line of wines and the proceeds from these wines are going to go to Rwanda. Wow. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to serve this community. We're going to, we're going to get silver diamine fluoride there. We're going to do, they don't know how to do periodontal scalings. They don't know what an ultrasonic is. They have it. Mm-hmm. You know, companies are sending these ultrasound. They have no clue how to use it. We're gonna we're gonna create clinics. We're gonna create virtual symposiums. We're gonna fly people there. We we're gonna get whatever funding we need. We are going to support these people in Rwanda. And Dale, my my boyfriend, my COO, was like, oh, okay, right. He just said okay. And so for me, I think that I'm just I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. This isn't it's more than just, I'm here to drink wine and talk about dentistry and help people. This is, I want to create something where people can, if they want to, they can come with me to Rwanda. They can see how important your skills are, how valuable the work you do is. It, It just, for me, I came back with this insane renewable energy where it's like, what's next? What do I do? And so I'm so grateful. We launched last weekend, the wine op, the wine op is our line of wines and it's got a duality to it. Uh, the op of course, being the operatory that you deliver care to your patients. in, but also it's an opportunity. The work that you do extends beyond the op, right? And it extends into the community. And so that's what we wanted to do was to create something that normalized, hey, you know, you have a stressful day in the operatory, you need a glass of wine at the end of the day, I get it. But don't ever forget about how important and valuable your skills are and what those skills mean to the community. I'm telling you guys, if if you're listening, like you're listening to a rock star. (laughs) Katrina, I have no (laughs) doubt. Like this is going to be wildly successful and we're going to be part of this journey. I'm going to share in just a second, but like you're 37. I know. 37. That is awesome. Like I have no doubt we're going to do like a year by year, at least check in with you. Check in, see what I'm up to. The next chapter, (laughs) whatever that is, when you're 47, is going to be, it's going to be a pretty cool chapter. You know what I mean? Oh like, oh my gosh! And then I, I hope I've got buildings all over Africa, and I hope that you know so many people are being served like that. I'm just kind of getting choked up thinking about it. Like, I, I yeah. hope, I hope that 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 that's the impact. It's not my legacy; it's mom and dad's. But I'm the well, vessel for it, and I'm grateful. You're the facilitator for this. I think. I, I mean, if you're taking notes too, giving back, legacy, impact. Like, I mean, you're all those dots are hitting the middle of the circle, which ultimately. It's giving you the renewable energy where it's hard to be burned out when you're committed oh, to something bigger than you. 100%. You're, I, that's, that's the statement of the day. It is hard to get burnt out when you are participating in something where that energy, the, the work that you're doing is far bigger than yourself, your community, even the, the world that you know it, yeah. because there's so much out there and, and it's, it's really beautiful to see um, what we can do with our time. Yeah. So I got to ask, I mean, I, we're going to talk about like what you're doing now, the wines are rolling. I, I can't wait. Yeah. You're yes. going to do a course uh, for our community here. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but I want to, I got to ask this question. Like you're a thinker. 
You're a, I got to know what the next chapter looks like. You, I mean, you gave us the historical story and the why and the wine genist and like what you did, but we're, what's, what's on the road ahead? Like, I know you're oh always thinking gosh. like, okay, just any, it's anyone's guess next six months yes. to a year. What are you going to be up to? Oh, that, that is the question. Um, I, I really want to take this concept. I'm, I'm so happy in this amazing space. And by the way, um, your question, what next? Let's talk about what next. Um, I mentioned that we launched our wines last week. We had a yeah. launch party at Eridus Wine Co. That's my tasting room, right? All so we right. had a launch party. Um, Dale flew in his family from Ohio and I walked into the tasting room and my family from Wisconsin was there and we had this beautiful launch party. And of course, at the end of the launch party, Dale's talking about how grateful he is to be able to, you know, help make my dreams come true in, you know, being a partner in these wines. And then he got down on one knee and proposed to me. <laughs> so, uh, so that's in the, on the horizon. You are withholding um, that. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it still feels so surreal, and, I know. but honestly, you know, I just, I'm, I'm in this beautiful space where it's like, I'm feeling all of this like energy from mom and dad and, um, certainly from, from Dale and just people like you supporting that. I want to see what it is that I can really do. Um, our wines, we just contracted a, a little warrior. His name is Nolan. He's seven years old. He's, um, he is fighting through leukemia and he just illustrated my newest wine label. So cool we're going to be that? launching a, a series of wines for our tiny warriors who are fighting against cancer. So I want to be able to really use this as the true vessel that it should be in being able to do good. And I want to create more awareness. Um, you know, I want to be able to hop on podcasts. I want to create study clubs that really help leverage this concept of it's okay to have a frustrating day in the operatory. Come, you know, join our mission and, you know, be part of something, grab a glass of wine, sit down and revel in the fact that yes, you had a crappy day, but that does not mean that you have to have a crappy career. There's so much more out there. And I want to create that movement where it normalizes people stepping into their power and doing what it is they need to in order to better show up for their patients. Amen. Well, I'm in. Drop the mic. Yay. Enough said. <laughs> like, bam. That is amazing, Katrina. So thank you. Um, thank you. That is just awesome. So I, if you guys are listening, you're not taking notes. Don't worry. We're taking notes for you. So everything <laughs> Katrina has mentioned, our show notes are, thank you guys. You guys are amazing. They're documenting yes. all. So if you're driving, Wait until you're done driving, flip up to the show notes. You're going to see links to all of the things that Katrina mentioned. So we're going to make this super easy for you, but I want you to talk. Now, I didn't even ask you. I just voluntold you to, you're coming to Milwaukee and you're going to like do a quarter. You're like, what? I don't know. You're bringing some wine too. So like, can you talk about what you've got planned for us in the ACT community? Like, it's so cool. We are, we're like pacing back and forth waiting for you to get oh here. So gosh. what are you going to be doing? You guys are amazing. Here? Well, we've been talking about this for a long time you and I right. that like, we need to get Katrina Sanders back to Milwaukee. We need to get Katrina to the headquarters. And so I don't know. I think we should just do a launch party in my hometown. What there you think? go. 
And so um, that's what we're doing. We're bringing our wines. Um, we're going to do a wine tasting launch party at the ACT headquarters. Right. Um, now, it's not all. October. Now, if you're listening, it's not all about drinking. Okay. Your team <laughs> is going to come and get educated. That's so, right. like, yes. So, yes. So, I suppose we'll do so that too. A dentist might be like, well, <laughs> my team, they kind of drink a lot already. So, like, is it. <laughs> No, you're going to see Katrina's one of the best educators in dentistry. So let's start with the education piece. What are they going to learn during the day? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, uh, the, the program that we're going to do in October, so this is going to be October of 2020, uh, is a program that I love called getting them to ask for treatment. Love it. So we're going to flip it on its head. I'm not interested in case acceptance because case acceptance really means, um, what do you think? Do you want to do it? And I think we need to change the dialogue to getting them to say, uh, sounds like something's wrong and getting them to tell us, I acknowledge that there's a problem. Let's go ahead and move forward with treatment. And so this is a complete uh, flip on its head workshop. Um, it's, you know, certainly appropriate for your clinicians, amazing for front office team members, because what we're going to be doing is we're going to be walking through perio treatment planning um, and how you change the conversation. It is immersive, it's clinical, it's communication, and it is a workshop. Um, So that we're going to be launching in October of 22. And um, I'm super excited to do it alongside our wines, of course, which we're going to launch there. Um, And then in 2023, we're building out a massive two-day workshop. Day one is going to be focused on disease prevention, and we will be doing some wine tasting um, Mm -hmm. there as well. Um, But we're going to be focusing on what our role is now in the new 21st century disease management protocols. So gone are the days of, okay, use the Cavitron, use your hand scalers, polish them, send them out. There's so much more out there for us as clinicians. And so the disease prevention piece dives into that. And then the next day we are rolling up our sleeves and really getting serious about what we know about the AAP staging and grading. We're going to be looking at patient cases. Uh, Participants are going to be bringing their own cases. We're going to look at those together. Um, You know, I, I, I didn't mention, I'm a practicing dental hygienist, by the way. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I practice for a perio group in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale. Ralph. Um, and with, yeah, that's right, with Ralph Wilson and the whole crew. I just hung out with him yesterday, by the way, in surgery. Um, and so I really want to create an opportunity for, uh, you know, clinicians to see what it is that we see in perio and to really move forward in what that clinical decision making is for our patients based on the AAP staging and grading. Let's rehearse how we diagnose the patient patient, what the appropriate plan is. Let's come together as a team and build out what our correct protocols will be within our practice. So this is an all team workshop. Uh, We're going to be doing one iteration of it in May of 2023 and another iteration in October of 2023. Um, So I'm super excited to be back in Milwaukee. Thank you so much for bringing me back to my favorite town in the whole wide world. I can't wait. Um, And it's just going to be incredible. So I'd love to see uh, anybody who's interested and wants to come hang out with us. I'm super stoked for it. Yeah. And so you don't even know this, but we voluntold you to do the same programming in 2024, but Christina. Oh, perfect. So uh, <laughs> no, I, and I just want to be super clear about this. This is for the entire team. And I'm just saying yes. this because I, if you've ever seen Katrina teach, it is phenomenal. Like your team will really enjoy it. It's not just all this fluff. It is 
really the behavioral side, the very much what to do. And then she's also got the scientific research background to support this. And as you already know, this is one of the most important conversations in all of dentistry and it can change your practice and it can change your patients' lives and make the conditions right for you to do what you really want to do in dentistry. It is awesome. And so if you're looking for a place to start to get everybody on the same page, and let me just say this, you as a dentist, you get exposed to a lot of great education, nothing like Katrina, but like Mm -hmm. you'll get exposed and to try to bring this back to your team. They don't, your team does not understand what you're talking about. It's best to be in a room with them and say, what do you guys think? And they're like, your team goes, your team will say to you, this is awesome. Like we got to do this for us, like for our patients. And so you're going to see links to the course. I'm going to highly encourage you to check it out. And if you're looking to have fun, this is your course because we're going to have a blast. We're going to get to try the wines. And at the end of the day, you're going to be doing something for an amazing cause that you can be a part of, hear more about. I promise you, it'll be time well spent, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait. Thank you so much for volunteering me. Volunteering <laughs> that we're doing this. Vol- oh my gosh. I got like 30 I'm more so questions. Thrilled. We're only halfway through the, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> any last thoughts you have Katrina before we say goodbye to everybody? You know, honestly, I, I just, I want to take a moment to just acknowledge everybody listening to this podcast, the people, the curious cats out there that are spending their drive to and from work, you know, listening to us and, you know, wanting to better understand how they can serve and support their patients. Like you are the reason why I do what I do. You, you are a deep rooted aspect of my why. And so thank you for the dedication that you have to your patients all the time. I really hope that I get to meet you in Milwaukee and, Kirk, until next time, I'm super, super stoked to be on this podcast and to be a part of everything that ACT is doing. So thank you. Hey, it's our pleasure. And thank you. We're going to create a whole series. Like I was certain if you guys guys are watching on video, you're going to see like, I got a stack of three by five questions that I get all day long on different components. And so Katrina doesn't even know this, but I went to a fishbowl here. I'm going to throw all these cards in. I get all these questions all day long, like on Perio, 4,000 cards, verbal skills, say this, not that. I'm like... I'm just going to invite you on. You're not even going to know what we're going to talk about. And we're just going to throw questions at you because you'll answer. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Happy to do it. I'm so excited. Oh, we're going to have a great time. So stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do me a favor. Just hit the share button. Share it with your friends. Send this out to the world because when we find more people like you, it makes the world a better place. You're going to see all the things that we talked about down in the show notes. Flip up to them. Come join us in Milwaukee for Katrina's course. Bring your team. Do not come alone. I'll I'll scold you if you come alone. You need you need the people around you to do what you need to do. So, um, and until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it, another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.